Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome to Bread and Circuses Podcast. Once again, I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. So, lots of things to exhale over. Yeah. We got Amy Coney Barrett in on the Supreme Court, which wasn't really in doubt. Well, I mean, initially we thought they're going to try to, something's going to happen. The Republicans aren't going to have a spine. You know, it's going to, they're going to wait till after the election. So we, I was proven wrong. Nah, she's a woman. They, the Democrats weren't going to say anything about it. And any Republican who didn't try and get someone in there was going to get tossed out, I think. But, uh... But you got a new computer. I did. Thank God. We don't have to listen to all these uh, mysterious bangs. And or the, or yeah, the, the little bloops. Yeah. The little, the, that we can never get rid reason. of. Yeah. Now watch through halfway through this, it'll start melting down with all sorts of... <laughs> Try this audio file. Yeah. Um, so this is our last one before the big election. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling? I feel... I'm comparing it to the election between Trump and... Uh, are you fucking Holy kidding shit. me? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I have no idea. That's okay. awesome. I, and there's no uh, there's no visual you, alert anywhere. You couldn't have done that better oh if you God. did it on purpose. Yeah, nothing pops up on the screen. Nothing pops up on my soundboard. I have no idea. All right. Well. Just, uh, just like a thing. Well, at least you didn't get this computer to specifically get rid of that. Yeah. If that was the reason, I'd be pretty pissed right <laughs> Then you'd now. be angry. But no, you got it because your last one just melted down. Yeah. That, and that was the reason we didn't have an episode last week. Um, and we missed in between was Crow had edited our entire episode and went to upload it. And it, his computer seized up. Yeah. And he uh, took it in. It was DOA. Yeah. But the episode was saved. I just had to re-edit it. Yeah. And it's a good thing because I edited out a couple extra things. The parts where I was right about stuff? Of course. (laughs) Exactly. I missed it last time. So anyway, you were saying, unlike the last election. Yeah. I. uh, So the last election, I was pretty sure Hillary was going to win. I was like, I don't want anything to do with staying up election night. I'm going to, you know, just buy my guns, um, you know, and then lose them. Like take them boating and lose them and then go home and go to sleep early and then wake up with, uh, you know, gritted teeth. And, you know, look forward to four, at least four years of Hillary. And that didn't happen. And being a pessimist, it was, it was very cool to have you call me and go, hey, this is not going how you think. Well, I love telling the story. Some of you have heard it before. I'm going to tell it again. But to say you were pretty sure Hillary is going to win was an understatement. Because all day long when we would talk, you'd be like, dude, I can't fucking take hey, this. I just, I want one last night of freedom. Yeah, you don't spend $2,000 on a gun <laughs> right before the election if you don't think that's, that there's a chance you won't be able to buy that gun after the election. Yeah, especially a single-shot pistol like that. Yes. You know? <laughs> well, that's Oh, it. a one-shot bolt-action pistol like you bought. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an expensive gun. Um, So I had more or less the same feeling, that it was a foregone conclusion that Hillary's going to win. In fact, I started to block everybody on Facebook who was posting the pictures of, of uh, election. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here's results. their pre-celebration celebration, and I was like, I can't take it. And uh, I had told friends of mine a week before the election, if you go off about the election, I don't want to hear it anymore. 
I was being a sore loser. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. And then, uh, about, I think about eight 30 at night, my wife and I are sitting down on the couch and she turns on the TV and goes, I want to see what the election, what's going on with the election. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't want to see this. Mm-hmm. And of course it's on. So I'm watching it. And, uh, about five minutes into it, it, they're like, well, it, it looks like Trump's going to win Florida. And I'm like, Holy shit. And he, they called North Carolina for him. And I, I can't remember exactly the order these things happened in. But after about a half an hour, I called Crow up and I'm like, dude, you got to look at this. And you're like, you're fucking yep. with me. And uh, no, I think for about the next 45 minutes, you and I sat on the phone watching this thing going, holy shit. What the hell? He's yeah. going to win. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. So. Yeah. So. That's where being a pessimist, come, pessimist comes in handy because uh, I was very pleasantly surprised in pretty good mood the next day. So let me quantify it this way. If one was you were sure Hillary was going to win and 10 was you were sure Trump was going to win, you were at about a two. Yeah. I was. Yeah. So where are you on this one? I, I think I'm like six for Trump. I'm like a four. You still think uh, Biden's going to win this, huh? I just expect there to be some shitty shit. Um, now, that being said, every time I hear polls, they're like, geez, they're kind of tightening up. And this is from now, I'll admit at this point, I don't watch CNN and MSNBC and stuff, but I try and look at some more neutral sources. And yes, I, I watch Tucker Carlson, so I get a dose of Fox too, but. I mean, the people I'm starting to listen to are sort of like like uh, Sagar and uh, what's her name, Crystal Ball on the Hill, rising. They're starting to say, "Well, geez, Tim Pool, uh, though he's in for Trump, he's not exactly a righty." It's starting to say, "Geez, this is kind of tightening up here." Well, if I wasn't concerned about the the massive fraud that's going to and is proven to be happening and that will happen. Be, and a lot of it is ramped up because of COVID, because of the mail-in vote. Uh, this is like a godsend for the Democrats and for the fraud machine, this this, this mail-in voting stuff. Um, if it weren't for that, if that wasn't an issue, I mean, even if COVID was still an issue, but the mail-in voting was like struck down, the you know, all the states were like, no, we're not doing the mail-in, we're just doing the um, just the in-person voting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be concerned. I'd, I'd say, yeah, Trump's going to run away with this. But I think he has to win by so much to offset the fraud that I'm, I'm actually worried about it. How dare you downplay COVID? Listen, barely 98% of us are going to survive it. Hmm. You know? Barely. Well, I was going to... Uh, it might be 99. I was going to tell you a COVID-19 joke, but... Uh, all right, let's hear there's it. A, well, there's a 97.8% chance that you won't get it. <laughs> It's so a good joke. We're just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I I would say I really want Trump to win. My head tells me he's going to. My heart tells me he's not. And so I don't know. So I'm I'm opting. I'm taking your advice and opting on the pessimistic side. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm legitimately worried. I'm not I'm not enthusiastic about Trump winning because that's it's just getting your hopes up. Because, yeah. and like you said, there's so much, so much craven shit that the left will pull. There, there's no, there's no standard. There's no, there's no, there's, they can't, there's no bar too low for them. Well, I mean, they're, they're making some threats about stacking the court and bringing new states in. Um, those things aren't going to happen. 
they're they're not going to be able to stack the right. court. Right. Uh, FDR tried it when he had more support than this. I'm just talking specifically I, about the election. I know, but I just want to dismiss these. Just like, you know, when uh, I, I have a problem with the anti, anti-abortion anti argument, I'm pro-life, but the, the, they're fine killing babies after, you know, they're born. That's bullshit. That's a, that was a miss. Uh, it was a poorly worded thing that Ralph Northam said. Now, I fully believe there's a lot of them that believe not up to the date of, but third trimester abortions. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are for that, but it it's a caricature of an argument. Well, you've, you've you heard the when they had the committee hearing and the, and they're grilling the woman about it that was in charge of the, um, the legislation. I, I don't think she was Planned Parenthood. She was in charge of adopting legislation that would allow for abortions up to dilation mm-hmm. basically and the the grilling of the senator i can't remember who grilled her and basically finally got her to admit that yes yes this allows for that i think that was the woman from planned parenthood okay um anyway uh i i don't think most people are on board with that but regardless uh just like i don't believe they're gonna take away all of your guns you know they're gonna make it damn hard in some places to own them yeah, the, it, they'll, they'll try to regulate it through taxation. So let's stick to realistic arguments. Puerto Rico is not going to become a state. That state, that country has so much debt. There's no way even a moderate Democrat is going to want to take that mess on. And this idea that D.C. doesn't get to vote is ridiculous. You know, so bringing states on board is really tough. The last time they did it with Alaska and Hawaii, they wanted to make sure that it was balanced. So... Ironically, uh, Alaska came in as the liberal state and Hawaii came on as a conservative and they flipped since then. But hmm. so they're not going to add states. It's a pretty it's a pretty long process. They're not going to pack the court because it's just not going to work. Joe's not going to get his rotating the justices thing. It's it's not going to happen. Um, but I what I worry is they're going to fuck up the country financially in the meantime. I worry about. Though Joe Biden admits he can't do national lockdowns because the president doesn't have authority right. for that, I would not be surprised to see the blue states, if he wins, go all uh, Tim Walls and Gretchen Whitmer on everybody and just start shutting them down. Yeah. But I've heard now that in Chicago, um, JP, what's his name, the governor there, can't remember right off, right off hand, looks like a mobster, probably is, um, he has reinstated uh, restaurant bans again, mm-hmm. shutting down restaurants. And some of them aren't, they're not complying. They're just not doing yeah. it. Well, where is it that like 200 gyms have finally got together and said, we're opening. There's a, a state where they actually still haven't allowed gyms to open. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was New Jersey. That's where yeah. those Attilus gym guys were. Um, but anyway, now you're seeing riots in, uh, in, uh, Europe over the shutdowns mm-hmm. from people saying, no, you're not going to keep And we talked like about um, Australia last time, how, how authoritarian they've, they've gotten. New Zealand is worse. Yeah. New Zealand has lost 25 people to the virus. I think they only have three or four million people. So they've lost 25. And their, uh, their prime minister or president, Jacinda, I can't remember her last name, uh, she says uh, if you are COVID positive, you're going to be put in a facility and you're not going to be allowed until you've taken a test. You have to take a test. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take the test, then you have to stay for another 10 days. And after those 10 days, if you don't take a test, you're going to have to take another 10 days. Well, another... when... So there's a real good incentive, she says, to take a test. When they load you up into the train to take it to the facility, is there going to be a six-foot distance between all the uh, people that are crammed into the boxcars? Yeah, I, I know. 
this is just this is bullshit. So you can try that in a country that doesn't have people owning guns. Well, I think it's amazing that Australia basically gave up all their guns. That wasn't too long ago. It's within the last ten years. Yeah, it's probably even five years ago. Yeah. So well, you can own a gun, but you can't have the gun and the ammunition in the same room. They have to be uh, locked away separately. So if somebody breaks into your home, you have to, you know, run through your house unlocking safes to be able to yeah. fight back. But, you know, the government will protect you. But anyway, back to all the stuff about the polls. I see the polls getting tighter um, just in Trump's favor. And now they're starting to talk about he might win Pennsylvania, but he's got Florida for sure. And I don't know. There's so much bullshit people are throwing out Texas there. is really worrying me. Uh, nobody I know from Texas, which is about a dozen people, and they're not all conservatives, think there's any chance Texas is going blue. Oh, man, that, that'd be great. Yeah. I, all the stuff I, well, I mean, even a couple of years ago, I was hearing from Vince from Red, Red Elephants. He'd have videos about the demographic uh, replacement of Texas and how the, you know, Hispanic vote is reliably just blue. And it's it's the demographics are going to going to switch, and it could be as soon as this election. But naturalized Hispanic vote tends to lean Republican, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But they they're not big fans of illegal immigrants because it just makes their life harder. But, but then we go into this Project Veritas story ugh. about the uh, ballot chasing in Texas, mm -hmm. San Antonio in particular. This is pretty scary shit. I mean, this is basically what I was talking about. Um, the the fact that this can happen and one person has this much pull or this much influence, one person, and you know there's more than one person doing this, this is this is stuff that sways elections. Uh, uh, can change the, you know, we had in, in Minnesota, we had uh, how many, 200, 300 ballots or something that dictated whether or not Al Franken became our senator? No, that's not the complete story. There was... Uh, um... It was something like Coleman won by like 1,200 votes, but then they just kept finding votes. And there was one where they found 300 votes in the trunk yeah. of a car someplace. Right, yeah, it wasn't through. But it was a, it was a relatively small amount of, of votes that yes. switched that. Um, so this is from Project Veritas. Um, October 27th, this came out, and this is Bexar County, Texas. Uh, undercover journalist for Project Veritas infiltrated a ballot harvesting racket deep in the heart of Texas in a devastating report released. Uh, and here's a quote. We keep hearing voter fraud is a myth, and anyone who challenges that notion is simply creating hysteria, said James O'Keefe, the founder and CEO of Project Veritas. I went to Texas to be part of the Project Veritas investigation into election fraud and to be on the ground here with our undercover journalist, he said. Our journalist discovered a voter fraud system positioned to swing Texas in 2020. These so-called ballot chasers use a mix of gifts and coercion to work down their list of targeted voters and make sure they vote for their paymasters, he said. The actions violate both federal and state law and constitute a direct threat to the integrity of our election-based republic. Uh, one of the capos in this ballot racketeering operation is Ra Raquel, Rodri Ra Raquel Rodriguez, nominally a political consultant for GOP House candidate Mario Garza, the owner of the San Antonio's Pegasus nightclub, which is located in the Main Avenue Strip. Um, so this is quotes from her now. And this guy is a never Trumper, this Republican. So okay. Rachel Rodriguez says, I can honestly say I'm bringing at least 7,000 votes to the polls. And the journalist goes 7,000. And that's for San Antonio for this area too. That's a lot. She goes, that's a lot. It's a lot period. Just so you know, uh, have an idea. So this is what I do. 
So she pressures a voter to change her vote. Um, she develops personal relationships with seniors, harvests their ballots, and uses different post offices to, uh, to deliver these ballots because it's illegal to harvest ballots. And you, you st- when you said she's talking to older people, did you? are you sure she's harvesting ballots and not kidneys? Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so she goes, so if you're all my seniors, I'm literally picking up. I'm going to your house. I'm doing your ballot, she said. I go throughout the entire city. If I have a bunch of them, what I do, if I have a bunch of them, I'll take 20 ballots here, 30 ballots here, 40 here. At one point during the investigation, one Project Veritas journalist paid $500 to accompany Rodriguez on her rounds and collect ballots. Um, in, a, in an exchange recorded with a hidden camera by a Project Veritas journalist, Rodriguez literally examined a woman's ballot and convinced her to change her vote from Cornyn to Hager. Um, this is her. This is what she said. You can do. You can vote for whoever you want, but our conversation that we had, you said you were voting for Hager because you were going straight Democrat. You said you're voting straight Democrat per our conversation so that when you're voting for the straight Dem, because that's what you got to do, right? Correct? And so she actually shows her how to change the vote. What a piece of shit. Um, but she's very proud of this, and she's basically she th- thinks this undercover journalist is asking her all these questions because he wants to do the same thing. Uh-huh. And then they bring in another person at some point that you know that does the same thing, but this other person's smart enough not to admit to it. Okay. Okay. Um, also, the uh, so after the Rodriguez corrected this woman's corrected quote unquote this woman's ballot. He uh, Rodriguez presented her a shawl as a, a shawl as a gift. Rodriguez said Garza gave her a gift budget of twenty five hundred dollars for his campaign, and in addition to the shawl, she gives voters rosaries, diabetic socks, and wallets. Sometimes the ballot chaser said she hosts parties at a bar for her voters. Some of them former inmates recruited by her colleague Tommy Acosta. Tommy does what's called like barbecues. So, like an example, this coming Thursday at a bar, we're going to feed forty five ex felons that we registered because they're going to all vote. She said. The parties are thrown after everyone votes. And then here she goes. So guess what we're going to do? We're taken to the bar to go eat, okay? I got some people to go to the bar, and guess what? I had to fucking take them beer. I was like, are y'all going to come and vote or not? And they were like, we're going to meet you right now. I said, come meet me because when you get to the bar, I'm going to have a bucket of beer for y'all to drink. I just took care of it. Just said your bucket is there. Later, Rodriguez told another Project Veritas journalist she was worried uh, what the other undercover journalist saw. So um, she goes, what I do picking up those ballots when he was with me, that's illegal. I could go to jail. I'm a little apprehensive to tell anybody what I'm fucking doing. You know what I'm saying? And again, once he works with me, once he's going to say, and the journalist goes, I guess Trump was right. And he kind of laughs. And he goes, I'm sorry. She goes, about doing stuff illegal? And he goes, he goes, I'm sorry? And she goes, about doing stuff illegal? And he goes, yeah, that all they all said he was full of shit. And she goes, oh, hell no, he's not. It's true. Because if you're not supposed to, because you're not supposed to do that, um, and then she said another ballot chaser working in Bexar County is uh, jo- Joanne Ramon, um, and that's the one I was talking about where that person wouldn't admit to it. Yep. But um, there's a lot. I mean, this is a great. I mean, if you have any chance to go to Project Veritas and you can watch the undercover videos or you can just read the transcripts, and it's, I mean, one person can can do a lot. She, I mean, she's she's bragging that she's getting seven thousand votes now. Maybe it's not that many, but even a thousand, and there's ten of pe- ten people like her doing that for the for the well, quote unquote Republican at this point. But it's basically a never Trumper pro, you know, trying to get every other Democrat elected. Right. right. Um, you know this 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 can really 
change the vote, sway the vote. I mean, it could. I just, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's disgusting. Uh, I I don't think this is anything new. I think it's new stuff we're hearing about. But this is easier for them to pull off now because of the uh, the mail-in aspect, because she can do this now to a higher, to a bigger and and more robust degree than she could before. Did you just use robust? Yeah, kind of didn't work there either. No, it didn't. So edit. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm saying it's it's definitely possible, um, and I'm not even saying it doesn't happen. I think this stuff's been happening all along. I mean, yeah. I, I really do. And there are certain districts that, you know, they just they've got it all locked down. I mean, they they've got everybody scratching everybody's back, and it, it's so um, insular that they're not that they don't have to worry about anybody you know finding out what they're doing. Yeah, it's possible. So, but, so. I don't know. I mean, I, I really hope Trump wins. If if Trump does win, though, it's going to be hold my beer because yeah. he's going to be – I mean, presidents in their second term start doing all kinds of shit they want to do because they don't have to worry about and getting reelected. And the thing re-elected. is, I don't – and nobody has an indication that Trump is like – you know, um, fake, or he's saying one thing to you know to get reelected and then he's going to go around and do he, – he seems to be the kind of guy that does what he says. And he's just going to ramp it up. I love it. And I think he's going to get rid of a lot of these people in his administration that have been holding them back, too. Well, did you see the guy who recently came out and admits he wrote that insider article about how Trump doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah, Trump's like, who's this guy? Never heard of him. Well, and they said they made it sound like uh, whatever, whoever ran the original article made it sound like this guy was, uh, you know, like a cabinet position. Oh, yeah. This guy's really in the administration. And he's a fucking nobody at DHS. Yeah. And when they put him in charge of something, he lasted like two months, and then they fired him. Yeah. And he's he's talking about being a conservative and everything. I certainly believe that there are a shit ton of these, way more than we think, these establishment Republicans who hate Trump, and some of them vote for him because it's better than a Democrat, and some of them absolutely hate the fact that he's just shaking stuff up. And John McCain was a great example of that. Yeah. John McCain had his little fiefdom and how he ran stuff. and you My know, friend across the aisle. This is how we do I stuff in the Senate, you know. Um, and I just – I wanted him to walk over and punch Chuck Schumer. You can imagine like happen. like new new senators or new people coming in would have to deal with him. And they'd think, oh, yeah, um, you know, I can work – I can talk, I'm going to get to talk to John McCain. Maybe I can get some of my agenda, you know, uh, across and have him help out. And he's, he sits him down and goes, this is how it is. You're going to do it how I say, and this is how things are done. That's that's pretty much his attitude. Well, I've said it a million times before. I think all of these people are friends. I think they, um, you know, they hang out together afterwards, and they go on the Sunday morning TV shows and bitch at each other. Be like, oh, well, that guy. But that f- is changing. Yeah, I think they're starting to mean it now. Yeah, they're they're starting to be like, you know, they actually hate each other. But I think Biden has always been one of those guys who's like, you know, he's glad handing behind the scenes. I mean, he would sit there and say, you know, I I hate this guy or that guy's an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And it'd be, ah, you know, no offense, right? It's yeah. part of the game. And then they'd swap, you know, deals on what they wanted to get done. And I think Trump has come in and said, no, I want wins for our side, our side being America. And if you don't agree with me, fuck you. Well, I've also heard anec- anecdotal Stories through like the radio program, the local radio program, Justice and Drew mm-hmm. in uh, Minneapolis here. Um, people have been calling in and, and telling them, hey, you know, I I was 
an Obama voter. I voted Obama twice, and I didn't vote for Trump this last time, and I'm voting for Trump. Yeah. And I've been hearing that quite a, that kind of stuff quite a bit. Like I was wrong about Trump, and some people that are even that consider themselves Republicans or conservatives said I didn't think he was going to be conservative. I thought he was. I thought he was full of shit. I thought he was a liberal New York, you know, asshole. And then sure, Shady comes in and he does what he says he's going to do, and he governs more conservative conservatively than most conservatives do. Um, so well, with that, maybe you know maybe that he, offsets all the swamps. You know, I swamp think creatures. he is a liberal New York asshole. I really do. But I also think he's an America first kind of guy and he's, you know, that's why he's, they give him shit on, he's going to get rid of these pre-existing conditions in healthcare. And he said, I never said we're going to get rid of those. No, we got to cover pre-existing conditions, but we got to stop fucking paying for all of it. Mm -hmm. It's not working. So I think he is, I, I still think he's a liberal, but I think the places he gets stuff done is the economic policy that's been so out of whack. I mean, we have bowed down to China for, what, since the 70s? Yeah. You know, trying to get their business, and they don't change. They are what they are. And so, you know, they put tariffs on us, and we don't do anything to them. And so finally Trump came in and said, fuck those guys. And well, I, not just to them, just to, to everybody, just the the World Health Organization, the, yeah. the UN, everybody. Yeah. OPEC. Well, everybody, anybody and everybody. I don't think it's a conservative. Well, it's definitely conservative, but I don't think it's it's something that uh, conservatives would disagree with. If a liberal even said, why the fuck is the United Nations here? Why Why are we paying for this? Why do we put people on these committees who vote against us on everything we do? That's a reasonable question for any American to ask. And Trump asks a lot of those questions. I have a feeling that a lot of what he got in response for people in Washington was, well, this is the way we've always done it. That's like Biden saying, I know how to get things done. Yeah. And you know how to get things done in Washington. You know, Trump doesn't care about that. So have you heard about the Great Reset? Tim no. Poole brought it up. There's there's this uh, global conspiracy. And he goes, it's not actually – it's not like a, a wackadoo conspiracy. It's actually – there's um, what's what uh, global um, economic meeting just happened like in the last few days. G9 or something like that. Um, I don't know. That was like their whole agenda was like the global reset. So it's basically how they want they want the one world uh, currency kind of all. They're working towards that. And Trump's like Trump's like not even close to what they want. They they can't wait till he's gone mm -hmm. so they can start you know manipulating people like Biden or Harris and, and getting you know. The same old, same old bullshit we were getting before, where we were getting shit on and we were paying for everything. So, uh, what's it? What do I call it? The uh, the reset. Yeah. Well, do you think? I mean, I'm looking it these, up right now. These brave new world, sort of new world order kind of uh, propositions that may have been happening under. I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but they may have been happening under the Bushes and you know Republicans who went along kind of thing. Okay. This um, is what this is. So, this is from the Hill. Okay. Um, introducing the Great Reset, world leaders' radical plan to transform the economy. Um, yeah, it's uh, for decades, progressives have attempted to use climate change to justify liberal policy changes. Yeah, it's all political. But their latest attempt, a new proposal called the Great Reset, is the most ambitious and radical plan the world has seen in more than a generation. At a virtual meeting earlier in June hosted by the World Economic Forum, 
Some of the planet's most powerful business leaders, government officials, and activists announced a proposal to reset the global economy. Instead of traditional capitalism, the high-profile group said the world should adopt more socialist policies such as wealth taxes, additional regulations, and massive Green New Deal-like government programs. So that's what that is. Well, people talk about you know these socialists and uh, you know how charitable they are, and we got to take money from the rich. The richest people in the socialist uh, example don't pay a lot of tax. Their money goes where they want it. It gets put somewhere else out of reach of the countries that they live in where they can't tax it. That's why they have Swiss bank accounts. You know, so the ultra rich, that one tenth of one percent, the Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates types you want to tax the shit out of, they'll pay they'll pay a huge amount in tax. It'll be nowhere near what people like AOC want from them. And it'll be you know, it'll be the people in the, yes, the upper class, but also the middle class who wind up getting the shit text out of them because those are the people you need to pay for the stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of big names involved in this. So um, Schwab, Charles Schwab, is that who that is? Wait, Klaus Schwab, sorry. Um, the founder and executive, executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. Um, so joining him, him at the WEF event was Prince Charles. Dick. One's the primary, one of the primary proponents of the Great Reset, Gina, I can't pronounce this, Gopinath, the chief economist at the International Monetary Fund, Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United Nations, and CEOs and presidents of major international corporations such as Microsoft and BP. Uh, activists from groups such as Greenpeace International, a variety of academics also attended the event and expressed their support for the Great Reset. So this, this is, is one of those big you know, cabal things that's like... It's never going to happen. It's just mm. never going to happen. Get Biden in there and Harris. and P- Capitalism, more than anything, allows people to act in their own self-interest. And they will. You know? You might get... Uh, you know, Europe did it with the the EU. And it didn't work out well for most of the countries there. To the point where England said, fuck off. And they left it. And they said the whole economy of England, England was going to collapse because of it. It didn't. You know? So the United States is never going to be subject to another nation's rule. But to the point that we let China kick the shit out of us, you know, economically, uh, Trump's saying bullshit to that. And I think that's awesome. And I think if he gets elected for – if we get Trump 2.0, he's going to do more and more of that stuff. Yeah, but Rooster, did you know Trump has a secret bank account in China? It's not a secret. I know. Because he's, of people, he's like, yeah, I'm a businessman. I have, I had, I had uh, properties in China. Because of mother, gotta have a bank account because there. Because of motherfuckers like Joe Biden, when you're doing business in China, you have to have a Chinese bank account. They don't allow you to do business there unless you have a Chinese bank account. Mm. They don't allow you to bring new products in unless you turn over the patents of those products to them. Well, Rooster, did you know that he paid more taxes to the Chinese than he did to an America? Uh, that's not true. Did you know that he puts ketchup on his steaks, Trump? I did, yeah. Oh, oh so pe- you're admitting it now. He eats pizza with a fork, too. You know? <laughs> he does. Yeah. I guarantee it. I've seen it happen, you know? It's just... If it's a big enough garbage pizza, I'll do that, too. Well, if it's that New York floppy pizza, I hate that stuff. Well, you just fold that in half. I know. I hate it. I hate it. 
That's it. Yeah. But like a giant, Fuck you, New a York. Giant I hate your pizza. Garbage pizza that, like, as soon as you pick it up, everything's falling off and oozing off the sides. I'm, I'm going to eat it with a fork. Sorry. Look, there are only a few toppings on pizza that are acceptable to me. Like mm-hmm. pepperoni and sausage. And anchovy, right? Uh, no. Occasional mushrooms, you know, things like that. I'm not saying you can't put those other things on there. I mean, we're not talking pineapple here. <laughs> Pineapple's fucking ridiculous. One of my favorites. No. No, no, no. Canadian bacon pineapple. No. Which is just ham and pineapple. There's no such thing. One of the best things on a pizza. No. One of my faves. And you know what's a really good one? A Hawaiian pizza where you add the Canadian bacon, pineapple, jalapenos, hot sauce. Mmm, so good. No. <laughs> pineapple on a pizza is just wrong. So... Because then, you know, it's like fucking cantaloupe and oranges, grapes, grapes on your pizza. That's stupid. You're not going to be doing that. Uh, all right. So we covered the Veritas thing. I want to get back to um, Amy Coney Barrett. Okay. She, I, I watched, I mentioned this before, I watched almost all the hearings. And she kicked the shit out of those senators. I mean, she did a great job. But uh, they didn't put up any sort of fight with her. I mean, they went after the whole you know, uh, Affordable Care Act stuff and how she's going to ruin it. And they did little stunts that didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything. They weren't disruptive even. Yeah. But um, I was expecting some 11th hour, you know. Yeah, Kavanaugh bullshit. Yeah, she finger banged somebody's daughter or something, <laughs> you know. I mean, just something, yeah. you know, that she was in the room and Kavanaugh was there or something like that. Um, but it's interesting to me. I want to roll this in this uh, uh, Bobolinsky stuff. Mm. Uh, what's this? What's this guy's first name? Who's this guy? (laughs) I can't find any search engine stuff on it. So this guy apparently was going to be a business partner with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's brother, Joe Biden's brother Jim, and two other guys, uh, Walker and I can't remember. Uh, Bobolinsky, I guess, was a lieutenant with security clearance in the Navy at one point. Has done very well for himself. And they brought him in to be the, the facilitator sort of, of setting up the the, the business. Yeah. He's done that in the past, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. So he was going to be the money. So guy he has experience in this. It's not right. he's not like Hunter Biden. So uh, he claims he has the emails, the devices, that he has all of the stuff to support his case, and the media won't even ask Joe Biden. Hey, did you ever meet with this guy? They never ask him that because if they do, then one of them has to be lying. And Bobolinsky is saying, and why the fuck does this guy have to have a Russian name? I don't like great. Why can't it be Smith or Schwartz or, yeah. you know, Glockenspiel or something like that? It's, it Really? It's got to be Russian? And it's probably – somebody will be like, uh, it's not Russian. It's Yugoslavia or something. Whatever. You know what I mean. Um, it's Polish. <laughs> exactly. So uh, – um, he has all of this stuff to back this up, and the media has no interest in it whatsoever. He has a taped conversation of him and his two partners saying, hey, look, if this gets out, it's going to bury us all. If this if this story gets verified, that's what one of the mm-hmm. – we're done, basically. And he's saying, well, you better suck up and say something. Yeah, get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Because they're saying – well, he wasn't even ahead of it. Uh, apparently, when Adam Schiff said, well, this is all Russian disinformation – and accused Bobolinsky's group of being treasonous, he was like, all right, that's it. You withdraw that or I'm coming out. And that, Yeah, that's before he came out. He was still staying quiet. And they didn't. 
And he says, and I don't know if this is true. He says he's a Democrat. He's only donated Democrats. I don't know. I don't know. But he did an hour-long interview with Tucker Carlson, and nobody else wants to talk to the guy. If you go on CNN's website, you can't find this guy's name. So this guy has all this information. But going back to the Barrett stuff and Kavanaugh, all they had in Kavanaugh was a diehard leftist college professor that they dug up from somewhere who shows up and gives this bullshit testimony about how uh, Kavanaugh tried to rape her, which, you know, no one can corroborate. She doesn't remember where she was. The two people she claimed are witnesses to this said, I don't know what you're talking about. But, of course, Kavanaugh's a rapist, even though in Blasey Ford's own story, he didn't rape her, right? He, according to her, he tried, basically. Yeah, it never happened. Yeah. He pushed her down on the bed, and then she got... Uh, felt her up, and she got loose. Yeah, and over the clothes, felt her up, and then she got up and left. She doesn't even know how she got home that night. I mean, she doesn't remember any of this stuff. Uh, but she has no corroborating evidence. Bobolinsky has it all. He's got it. And nobody wants to talk to him. Nobody even wants to ask Joe Biden about it. And the one guy who did, who sort of hinted about Hunter Biden stuff, was a reporter from CBS... And Biden went at him right away going, oh, it's bullshit. You know, you're, that's the kind of stuff you do. You do this stuff all the time. CBS does this yeah. all the time. Really? The home of 60 Minutes does this all the time, Joe? Fuck you. Well, not only the media, though, are, are ignoring this or trying to trying to run interference on this. Uh, that's one of the reasons Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey and uh, Zuckerberg for Facebook were in Congress because they're they're suppressing this news. Oh, no, they're not. No. Uh, the New York Post, which actually, what's like the fourth largest? It's like the third oldest newspaper yeah. in the entire country. Um, they they got locked out of their Twitter account. For no, it didn't happen. They're not locked out. They're out. still locked out no, today. No, they're not. Even after this. Nope. Jack Dorsey told me they're not. <laughs> oh, he did? Okay. Well, then I'll just type it in. Well, what? how come there's no Twitter for? No, they for can post. 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 They just haven't. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Well, Yeah. Ted Cruz kicked the ever-loving shit out of Jack Dorsey. If you have not seen that exchange, you should watch it because Ted Cruz asked him flat out, can you influence elections? To which Dorsey just responded, no. He's look, Dorsey's looking more and more like some guy to be living under a bridge somewhere. What do they call him? The poor billionaire? He's he's pissed off that he's only worth like $2 billion <laughs> and all these other you know people are worth so yeah. much more. So yeah, he's got the – he looks like – he looks like a um, a life size version of uh, uh, Peter uh, Dinklage's character from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He does. Yeah. He looks like a, a uh, you know a regular human sized version. Yeah. So um, anyway, he said, "No, we can't influence elections." And Trump said, or not Trump, uh, Cruz said, "Really? Because you're cutting off communication." And Dorsey said, "Well, no, they have other choices. You know, to get information and." Cruz said, not if they can't find it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he said, if you can't influence elections, if nothing, if cutting this stuff off, why even censor anything? To which Dorsey said, well, no, we have a policy against hacked material, and we thought this might be hacked material, um, despite the fact that, you know, they have the laptop and everything. And a letter from Hunter Biden's attorney asking to have it back. Um, and then Cruz followed up with, well, that's interesting because you put the president's tax returns out there. You know, sub 
taking someone's tax returns without their knowledge is a federal felony. And you put that out there. And uh, Dorsey actually went, well, it didn't violate our our terms of service. Fuck you. It's a fucking felony. Yeah. And you put it out there. And then he said, no, it wasn't the actual material. It was just information about the material. And Trump goes, no, you're lying. That's you not true. Cruz. Yeah, Cruz. Yeah. He, he said, you're lying. And he is right. So then uh, uh, Dorsey went on to went on to say that the New York Post is not shut down. They can post anytime they want. And tr- and uh, Trump uh, Cruz goes, no, they can't. As of right now, they can't. I can. He goes, no, they just have to go back in and delete the original article. <laughs> there we go. He goes, but then they can repost it again. Wow. But you know, when they did it, we thought it was hacked material. So they could and. Man, Ted Cruz just kicked the shit out of Jack Dorsey. He just doesn't. Dorsey doesn't even seem like he really is in charge of. No, he Twitter. doesn't. If if you can go, he's like uh, a he's like just a pup. He's just a figurehead at this point. Yep, go back and watch, and it's worth watching. Sanjay, the, whatever the entire thing. Going back and watching the Joe Rogan podcast where they have Tim Pool, um, Jack Dorsey, and Vijay, and yes, uh, Vijaya, whatever her yeah. name is. She's the head legal counsel for Twitter and Tim pool took them apart on Joe Rogan's podcast Yep. as, and at one point Jack Dorsey just goes, I, I don't know. I'd have to defer to you. And she just looks at him like you motherfucker, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's so, uh, and then I think it was, uh, it might've been Ted Cruz again, but I think it might've been Mike Lee too, who asked Mark Zuckerberg, give me the names of any conservatives that you have, or any uh, liberals that you've silenced. And he goes, because I can think of 12 off the top of my head on the conservative side. Just And Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey said, oh, well, well kind of going to have to you, look. If you'd like a list of, of names, we can provide that to you. And by the time they got to the Google guy, he'd had a couple minutes, and he like, threw out a couple names. Yeah. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? So, Well, uh, even Dorsey said, yeah, there's a couple, there was a couple um, Democrat – um, congressmen that were, and he goes, can you name them? Um, I'd have to get back to you on that. Yeah. It's like, oh, so th- those were big, cons- uh, important liberal names, I guess, that were, that were, uh, um, silenced, censored. You know what? Either one of them could have said, they could have said Louis Farrakhan for his anti-Semitic stuff. They didn't even go there. Yeah. They don't have any fucking clue. So the point is, uh, I think they're going to lose whatever status they've got that allows them to do this at this point, because the Democrats are also on board for different reasons with shutting them up. And this is further proof to me that every chance Democrats have, whether it's defunding the police or giving room for people to riot, you know, like that Baltimore, Maryland uh, mayor said after the Freddie Gray, people need room to destroy and Mm -hmm. all that. Um, or the backing off of the rioters in Philadelphia recently. Um, and we should talk about that case. Every time they try and do this, they double down, Facebook censorship, whatever, it gets worse for them. Like they just can't read the room, you know? Yeah. So um, can we talk about the uh, the shooting in Philadelphia? Yeah. So I, I don't have this guy's name right up here, but um. – well, okay, so... So the cops in Philadelphia get called to a disturbance with a man who's threatening people with a knife. 
and I believe it was the guy's mother who called. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, it was. Um, so the cops show up, and this is on video. Uh, the cops, two of them, are standing there backing away from this guy as he approaches them with a knife. They're backing away and rotating away from him. Um, so they start out backing up to the left in this video and swing all the way around to backing out to the right. This guy maneuvers in between two cars to follow them. And he's got a knife in his hand. And the cops are telling him, put it down, put it down, stop. And he just lunges right at the cops. And they shoot him, and he dies right there. And, you know, they're saying this is another case of, well, first of all, I think CNN or MSNBC reported to another unarmed black man got shot. Yeah. He was not unarmed. He had a fucking knife. Yeah, Walter Wallace, 27 years old. Yeah. Um, who has a history, by the way, yep. of dist- of uh, threatening other people with weapons. Um, I think he had a restraining order for that exact thing. So the cops can read this when they're showing up. But they're saying, why didn't the cops de-escalate this? Yeah, why didn't he use a taser? Uh, the distraught father said, his mother was trying to defuse the situation. Then you're going to shoot him down like he's a motherfucking animal? That's what this guy said. Now I'm going to shoot him down like he was coming at me with like a knife. He's a, like he's a threat, a great threat to my um, to my life. Mm-hmm. A great threat of either bodily harm or death to me or my uh, fellow exactly. officers. That's what I'm going to treat him like. If this had been two people in the street and one of them came at the other one with a knife and they shot him, uh, yeah, there'd be controversy over it, but it would be... It would be a textbook self-defense Did you case. watch the video? Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, not terrible because I'm upset about it, just because it was like super jumpy. Mm-hmm. But um, they had every right and every reason to, to shoot this guy. But then what was interesting was afterwards, you know, generally when cops shoot a, a suspect, they'll actually try to render aid before the the police, uh, the EMT show up. Yep. They weren't able to. You know why? Because the mom was there throwing stuff at him. And and the crowd, a crowd jumped in there, got in their way, and actually was stopping them from performing. There was a woman hanging. I don't think it was the mother. I think the mother was being held back. So I don't know who this woman was that showed up and like sprawled on top of him and was just like holding his shoulders, like like ranting and raving. Wasn't doing anything to help either, you know, yeah. bring him, you know, the CPR or life-saving resuscitation. She was just basically you know, making things worse, but that's okay. Well, here's where you're going to get to uh, people who want to defund the cops. You're going to get to a point where the cops won't show up for this. They just won't come. And did you ever watch that TV show from the seventies? Good times. Yeah. Your kid yeah. was in the Chicago. Dynamite. Pro- yeah. In the Chicago projects. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't mention his routine cause he's uh he's a homophobe. Oh, okay. You know, he's uh, JJ Walker. Oh, it's, that's hate speech. Oh, I shouldn't have platformed him by saying no. His name. You can't. You can't do that, man. He hates the gays. Okay. You know, it's documented. Anyway, uh, so um, he's just he who can't be named. It's like Voldemort. You know. Yeah. Um, sorry, I said Voldemort out loud. Oh, twice now. Um, but that was they lived in the projects in Chicago, and they joked all the time about how the cops wouldn't show up. Well, that's what you're going to get to again. The cops will not come. And so you will have gangs that run these areas, and that's how it's going to be. And, you know, you did it to yourselves. You're welcome. So you're going to live in these war zones, and poor inner city people will not be able to escape it. So this happened, and it's just you know now that the opportunists are not – 
It's not about uh, protesting at this point. Or, it's or, just rioting. It's, well, or, or opportunistic looting. It, that's what it is. It's it's for having fun, causing mayhem, and stealing. Should you see a video of a guy uh, rolling a washer? a washer on a dolly? Yeah. And a lot of this stuff didn't even happen in that area, in that neighborhood. It happened further away well, in Philadelphia. You don't understand. In West Philadelphia. Born and raised yeah. on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Uh, <laughs> that, you don't understand the metaphor that he was trying to establish there. We need to clean this place up? Yes, exactly. corruption? Yes. He was trying to show, I mean, live on camera, that, you know, what they needed was a good, thorough cleaning. So from InfoWars, the Philly police were ordered not to arrest looters by deputy police commissioner who took a knee for BLM. Well, you know that's InfoWars and their hate speech, right? Yeah. They don't like the gays. His name is Commissioner Melvin Singleton. Uh, Fox 29 News reported this. Uh, extremely frustrated officers, both patrol and commanders, told me overnight they were ordered to not arrest loose looters, just disperse them. Fox 29 News' Steve Keeley reported Wednesday morning. Um, Keeley said the orders came from Singleton. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, when police announced the number of arrests in the Monday, Tuesday looting charges, uh, looting charges were for burglary. And the directive, Philly police point out, no calls for burglary will be responded to by the department, and officers think that leaves no deterrent for to stop looting. So, yep. So what's going to happen to all the businesses there? They're just going to pack up and leave. Proud of our, uh, this is a, a former, uh, a former earlier this year, a former post, Twitter post of him Singleton taking a knee in support of Black Lives Matter. So rebuilding together Philadelphia was the. Uh, the tweet uh, proud of our board member, deputy uh, commissioner, Melvin Singleton standing up by kneeling down and shows him, you know, kneeling with other cops and uh, being assholes. Well, it's, it's uh, just a testament there that that worked, you know, oh, it did taking that knee really helped uh, ease the tensions. And stop well, the can looting. you imagine if they hadn't taken that knee, how much more looting? Oh yeah. Been? See, it would have been worse. Yeah, it would have been ten times worse. Yeah. So I mean, they really it's did a, good. It's a good thing they did that. Yeah. You know, so they de-escalated like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess there's a uh, news that a TV crew was attacked while covering the riots. You said you saw this. Yeah. So there was. I don't know if it was a TV crew. There was. Uh, there's a gal who works for like uh, Infowars or one of those. Uh, Tim Pool interviewed her. She was uh, at Kenosha. Okay. And um, she was interviewed last night on Tucker Carlson because she took video of a store being looted. And in the background, you can hear someone say, bro, stop filming, bro, stop filming. And she turns and looks and there's this white guy like it looked like he had a microphone and uh, but he was dressed pretty casually. Um, Looked like he had a microphone and like five guys jumped him. Yeah. You know, uh, but not only that, but like 30 police officers have been injured. One uh, police, 50 uh, something year old police woman, her leg was broken when she got run over. Um, oh, yeah. She got plowed into by a truck. Mm-hmm. Just ran her right over. And that's the second. There's like another video of a truck plowing through a, into a bunch of police on purpose. It wasn't like, uh, you know, wasn't freaked out. But uh, I don't know. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, now uh, you're talking about. Uh, you know, selection and where the stuff is going. Um, you know, I don't think these things are going to get better after Biden's in there because it's going to be a, it's going to be an enabling of this uh, behavior and a justification of this behavior. And so this is just going to be a shit show if he gets elected. 
If Biden gets elected? If Biden gets elected. You don't think maybe, like, people are predicting that if he gets elected, then all the COVID restrictions in the, in the blue states will relax and then uh, all the rioting will kind of uh, be quelled? Because... I think the I think the COVID restrictions will get tighter for a little bit, um, like maybe till the first of the year, and then they'll go back. Um, and so, but I do, I think the looting will be worse. I think it'll be like, you know, look, it's it's unfair. You've been treated unfairly. You know, you have you have all this. Well, uh, uh, Kamala Harris is is very much pro, you know, Antifa and looting and rioting. She's she's specifically called it out and said that she think that that's a, a legitimate avenue for people. Did you just, just call her Kamala Harris? You bigot. Kamala, sorry. Yeah, you bigot. Yeah, well, they they busted her saying that the other day. She called herself uh, Kamala, or Kamala. <laughs> I mean, she's she's on the mic. She goes, "Are we in Cleveland?" Oh, hello, Cleveland. Yeah. Do you hear her husband like when when he was announcing the next president of the United States, no. announcing his wife? Yeah, oh, next yeah. president of the oh, United yeah, States. Yeah. That wasn't that. a mistake either. He did that on purpose. I thought that was from one of her original rallies. So I thought it was when she was still running for president. Uh, I just saw it recently, so maybe. Um. Anyway, so I think this will get worse, but uh, 50 Cent came out and said he's going to vote Trump because under Biden's tax policy, Biden right away says he's eliminating the Trump tax cuts, which means everyone will pay more taxes. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm only raising taxes on people over making over $400,000. No, it's bullshit. That's if semantic you, bullshit. If right you there. eliminate yeah. a tax cut for people, you are increasing their taxes. Anyway, 50 Wait, Cent said- why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Ooh, oh my god. Stop fucking lying. It's been a long time since we heard that one. <laughs> um anyway, I, I it was funny hearing 50 cent say is he says he doesn't want to be 20 cent. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea Handler, who used to date him apparently, and says uh a, ho- a known hoe bag, Chelsea Handler. Who says she'll get, and to that point says she'll give him another ride if he'll change his mind. Yeah, she'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, yeah. she goes, oh, maybe give him another spin even. Blah, blah. Like he's in a hurry to jump back in there. Yeah. You know. That's his only option is Chelsea Handler. <laughs> how, how old is she now? A uh, hundred, I think. Mid, late forties. I think she's older than that. Okay. I think she's in her fifties. I'll Google it while we're sitting I'm, I'm thinking mid, late forties, but. I mean that's a that's a heart ridden hard and put away wet kind of mid late forties. Yeah. Um, but you know she's it's more the same the the leftists and uh, progressives that the their blatant racism. I mean, there he's she's telling him she said she told uh it wasn't Jimmy Kimmel it was uh, what's his name the other inane talk show host the Jimmy Fallon Fallon she said uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we've been going back and forth on Twitter. Or well, Fallon, you were right, forty-five. She does. She looks older. Yeah, she does. Fallon, Fallon said, "You guys have been going back and forth on Twitter. What is this? Uh, what's going on?" He, he says he's going to vote Trump. She goes, "Yeah, I'm going to have to remind him that he's black." I know. God, like, she was so freaking racist in her whole thing. Yeah, but that's the whole. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, they really do think these white liberals, these progressive liberals, really do think that they're better than blacks. I mean, it's it's very much race. It's like the, t- the if you look at the word racism, not what they changed it and amended it to mean, like a you know a prejudice plus power. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. What it is is if you think one race is superior to another race, and progressive liberals think that blacks can't handle life 
on their own without their help. Right. And they so need them to do like it. Bush said, the, the soft bigotry of low expectations, it's racism. Exactly. So like she seriously, she has to remind him that he's black. And then he's such a simp or so stupid that she can uh, manipulate him by you know, throwing a uh, pussy at him again. Yeah. Cause that, like you said, that's his only option. Or, or throwing throwing out, um, what is it? Are you really going to do it? No, nah, better not. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay. I mean, you could edit it, but why bother? Well, I should edit what I said before. So. <laughs> I might. Um, anyway, I, I think it's, I don't know how, and you see more and more black people who are coming out and saying, nope, I'm pro-Trump, I'm pro-Trump. Um, yeah, the Blexit, there was a big Blexit, Blexit event. Black's kind of like getting out of the Democrat plantation, they call it. And Candace Owens is one yep, of the people started that started it. Brandon Strzok is kind of inspiration for that with his uh, with his walk, walk away, away campaign. Um, and but, um, Officer Tatum. What's his first Brandon name? Tatum. Brandon Tatum. He's big into the blacks yeah. and stuff, too. So they just had an event recently. And um, Fleck, I just talked about Fleckus. His, his YouTube channel is called Fleckus Talks. And he goes out and interviews people. Well, he posted something on... YouTube that where he was interviewing these people, um, these um, rally goers, and it was really good. It was inspiring to see because it was all positive. They, they pe- these guys knew what they were talking about. It was the exact opposite of BLM rhetoric, which is just shout and act crazy and get emotional and shut everybody down. And then you know, if anybody gets too uh, you know gets too close to exposing them, they they hurt them. Whereas these guys are like, no, let's not, let's talk. Here's here's I have facts to back up what I'm talking about here. Well, do you think Chelsea Handler will nail all of them too to change their votes? She pro- she'll tell them she will because she thinks they're just dumb enough to believe it. Yeah, that's exactly. what she thinks. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a good video. I I was you know some guys running for office like had never run before and people that were saying hey Trump's the best thing that happened to the black community. I don't know what you guys are doing. You know you learn your damn history. Well, there was a guy I saw a video. I don't know. Uh, it's on YouTube. I just can't remember. It was, uh, I was linked through somebody on Facebook. Oh, Nick Searcy put it up of this black guy talking to one of his buddies. And he says, uh, who are you voting for? And his buddy goes, Oh, Biden. He goes, why are you voting for him? And he says, it's like a 10 minute long. Video. Oh yeah. And he says, uh, well, cause you know, I think you do a better job, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, really? Like on what? The guy goes, I don't know. I just think you do a better job. And so then this guy starts to go point by point through all this stuff about, you know, the uh, um, sentencing guidelines or the sentencing stuff and the, the uh, people that have gotten out of black people have gotten out of prison because of Trump and how their unemployment is better and all of that. And he goes, come on, man, you know me. You know, I'm not just a crazy guy. He's like, <laughs> you know, why are you still voting Biden? And in the background, you can hear a couple of this guy's buddies when he's talking pro Trump. They're like, uh-huh. Yep. You go. So. Maybe Chelsea Handler's gonna have to sleep with them too. That that woman get, better get busy. We got like five days to go. Yep. She's got a lot of uh, black votes to change. You know. So. I'm trying to find the guy's name that got beat up at in Philadelphia, but I don't know. If you're just googling guy who got beat up in Philadelphia, it's gonna be a long <laughs> list because. Yeah, they're talking about the news reporter, but that's not who I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I I just think it's crazy that you know, like you said, we know. All of these events are going to set off looting and rioting, and it doesn't take much at all. So, I mean, a guy is, I'm sorry, justifiably shot based on what I see in the video. 
coming at the cops who are trying to walk away from him with their guns out saying, drop the knife, and he just keeps coming. And I don't care if the guy had mental issues. I feel bad for him. But if they say, well, there should have been a uh, psychiatrist there to de-escalate, you know what that psychiatrist would get? Stabbed. I don't feel bad for people with mental issues that are violent. I don't feel bad for people that are um, going through the throes of addiction when they're being assholes. I don't care. I don't feel bad for him. I don't. I don't feel bad for Hunter Biden for being a fucking sleaze and a fucking uh, uh, crack smoking prick. Well, in your defense, you don't feel bad for pretty much most people. Most people, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It's not my. It's not my concern. If if you've got a mental issues or addiction issues and you aren't an asshole and you're not causing damage to other people just yourself, yeah, I feel sorry for you. But if you're if you're if you don't have the willpower to to um to get yourself out of that addiction and you're causing harm to others, you're a piece of shit. And if you've got mental issues that cause you to be violent, you're a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Well, you've heard those are a couple of the theories on how Hunter Biden coughed up the laptop, haven't you? That he that he wanted to get caught because you know he's an addict and he's trying to stop himself yeah, and he just can't cry for and, help. Well, and that a lot of people do stuff like that. I mean, people self sabotage. Yeah. yeah, people who are suicidal will attempt suicide. You know, sort yeah, of half heartedly. The suicide and, people. People. I feel sorry for that kind of mental illness. I'm not. Yeah, I do too. But no, I'm. But if you're so the, but if you're suicidal and you go and you're going to drive your car into a, a, a you know a, into a police car or into another car, yeah. then you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. I have no sympathy for you. Um, but then the other theory that I heard recently, and I think if you, uh, look at some of the, um, some of the, uh, evidence on the laptop is that Hunter Biden's doing it to get back at his dad. Mm. Do you think for, yeah, because the big guy took like 50% of the profits? Well, he says in there, you know, I won't steal half your salary like pop does. Yeah. He's, he's resentful of yeah. what he, what he has to do. And then, uh, one of the things when, uh, um, Somebody got back to him, but it was one of these things. Go on. He said, I don't have time for this right now. I'm trying to save the only income I have, talking about the Burisma stuff. Hmm. Um, I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this, this shit's all crazy, but I am, this is my, and people say, well, who are you to judge? I'm a person with an opinion. That's who I am to judge. I think Joe Biden is a horrible fucking father. And here's why I say that. Um First of all, he objectifies his kids and his family and these ads like crazy. And, you know, I expect some of that from politicians. But this idea that I had to be sworn in in the hospital with my boys there. and No, you didn't, Joe. No, you didn't. You know, you didn't have to do it right then and right there. Um, you know, talking about the health care that he was glad he had. They have health care we're never going to have. Right. But I'm getting a little off topic. One of the uh, one of the ads they talk about is how Biden went you know it was either two hours or four hours one way on the train to washington to do this for you um at what at the expense of your fucking kids be a dad you know don't be a father be a dad be involved in your kid's life i'm sorry everything that it appears hunter biden is going through is because dad wasn't around you know, dad wanted to Either, yeah, enrich himself in politics. Wasn't around or enabled somehow to some degree or, but then he, then he tries to thrust Hunter into this position to be like the middleman for the, for the, uh, she's not capable of, yeah, and, and, and causing compounding the stress of an addict with, uh, with, uh, you know, with perv tendencies. Yeah. Um, Cause there are some accusations on that oh, laptop man. that aren't good. Nope. 
and I don't really want to get into under it. underage girls and okay, well you will yeah underage girls, um, you know, fourteen, fifteen years old, being naked on Zoom calls with them in the same room, naked with them, smoking crack with he them. He was he was naked. Yeah. Um. And you know it's more part. You know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You can see Biden's a fucking hair sniffing perv. Well, do you think? I mean, Joe, not just you know, yeah. Hunter and Joe. They're both like you know birds the same feather. Do you think if let's just say this whole House of Cards collapses on say Trump gets reelected, they find out all the stuff is real. It's tied to Joe Biden, and he could wind up going to prison. Do you think for one second? If he could avoid going to prison by giving up his son, he'd think twice about it? He wouldn't. Oh, fuck. He'd let Hunter roast. Yep. Absolutely would. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm sure he's embarrassed by the guy. Yeah. But, I mean, Mm. God, it just breaks my heart to think about, you know, a dad not wanting to be there for his kids. Hmm. So, um, I had one more thing. And I, oh, yeah. (laughs) So, the last presidential debate happened since we were oh here. yeah yeah we didn't talk we and i i thought it it. yeah i thought trump did a pretty good job i i was worried early on yeah biden, first half an hour i was worried biden stepped in it really big yeah. with his anti-fracking stuff and everything but the biggest opportunity that i wish trump would have taken because it would have been a throat punch is when biden did that you know he's doing his talking into the camera thing again you know uh talking right to the voter and he says you know this election's about integrity and character you know, an honesty. And who's the honest one? I wanted Trump to say, Joe, there's a clip of you from 1984. It's 15 seconds long. And you told three, four fucking lies in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And we put this up before. We've referenced it before. This was this whole, I graduated second in my law school class. Blah, blah. It's 15 seconds long. And he lies four times. Yeah. And if Trump would have just said, we ran ad with you lying four times in 15 seconds. Don't tell me you're not a liar. Well, it's funny, that whole exchange, too, when uh, I was texting back and forth between some friends. We were watching the debate, and uh, at one point, he he started going into that, you know, when you're sitting across the table, and your you're, you're son's no longer there, and you yeah. lay down, put your arm across the bed, and your spouse is no longer there, I'm like, oh, this fucking politic, uh, politician-speak bullshit, so fucking fake. I, tweeted, I texted that out. Second later, Trump goes on and goes, you're so fake. That's such politician-speak right there. You don't mean it. And it was like, oh, I'm glad he said that. Sitting across a kitchen table from each other. And he just made fun of that whole yeah. thing. And I'm like, God, oh, that was so, I'm so happy. to Like, as, as soon as I said that, I'm like, I couldn't believe Trump actually called them out on that because that's just like standard, you know, that's a polit- politician-speak. Everybody kind of like, it, it takes that for granted that that's what they do. But it's so sickening to me. And then the fact that Trump called that out right, right on the spot there, I thought that was awesome. I loved it. And yeah. there was a part where uh, Biden goes, period, 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 period. Like, and you, you're like, you do, do you even remember what you started saying period for by <laughs> the time you got to the end of that? What would have been worse for him is if the moderator goes, how many times do you say that? Just once? Yeah. <laughs> you said period, period. Yeah, I just said it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Biden did not help himself with the the. The moderator was decent too. It was she, funny, even that Trump goes, "Yeah, you're doing a pretty good job." I did not, I did not have high hopes for her going in when you no. find out that her family is big Democrat uh, contributors, and and they showed a clip of her uh, before she interviewed someone on a hot mic was like, "Here's what I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. you about." You know, I mean. I mean, I suppose you can do that. When they have someone on a show, they give them the questions ahead of time. Yeah, she was fine. Yeah, she did. There was she that one she point. went after – some she did well. You know, when Trump would jump in, she'd go, okay, 10 more seconds. Yeah. 
And then she she actually brought up a question to Biden that I didn't think she would. And it's been too long now. I can't remember what I was like. Holy shit. She's asking a good question. And then at one point a couple of those. when Biden, when Trump called him out on or you know, when he put his foot in it for the fracking saying, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I am going to ban fracking. Oh, that's a big statement. And then she goes, why? Like it sounded like yeah. she was like incredulous. <laughs> I thought that was just the tone was like perfect. It's like, oh, even you think he's a fucking idiot for saying that. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Well, he, he and now he's saying, no, I never said I'd ban fracking. It was just the subsidies. Like, oh, shut yeah. up. Everybody knows. You know, and Larry Korea posted something. Tim Pool did the same thing. The, the Google searches for how do I change my vote, like, went off the charts Yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's some theory as to, again, this starts to get conspiratorial, and I really hate those, but there's some theory that, you know, that's the reason they wanted people to vote early because they knew this this laptop was coming out mm. and uh, I just think they were just worried that more and more shit would come out in general because there's so much, so many skeletons in his closet, Biden's closet. Well, if you go by the, um, and his declining mental state, obviously Pelosi was saying all along, look, you know, we don't have the political will to impeach him. And finally in like September, October of last year, she goes up, oh, we're going to do it. And, uh, justice and drew on the morning show here pointed out that, uh, as did several other people, that the FBI took possession of the of the uh, laptop around that same time. Mm-hmm. So they were like, fuck it, we better do this now. Hmm. So That's interesting. It's probably more likely that it's coincidence than anything else, but we just never know. But it's not a coincidence that we're coming up on time here. It isn't. So go ahead. If you want to get in contact with us, it's email uh, rooster at com or crow at com. And the next time we talk to you, will be after the election. So from now until then, I'm holding my breath. <gasps> See you, bye.